0: Hey everybody, welcome to a uh, midweek edition of the MidCurve Podcast. Uh, we are here as we are uh, almost every week to talk about uh, the NFT and crypto markets with people who are uh, expert and semi-expert traders. Uh, we spend a lot of time in Discord and online looking at the market in general. We're pretty actively kind of like watching things um, all day long. Uh, there's the four of us here who do this uh, part of the MidCurve uh, group, uh, which is a larger group than just the four of us. Uh, But we come here to kind of share some of the stuff that we've learned and some of the things that have gone on over the course of the week. Um, I want to take a second to introduce everybody. First, I'll start off. My name is Funky Donk. Um, My real life name is Gavin Purcell. Uh, I have been in the space for about uh, two years now or so, Uh, have launched a project, mostly am a trader and collector in real life. I am a TV producer, media person, and marketing kind of expert Uh, and really enjoy following this stuff around. Eric, why don't you
1: introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I'm Eric. Uh, I'm a former finance professional, currently fine employed, and just really, really interested um, in overall crypto and NFT markets. Great. Uh,
0: What about you, Grant? You want to introduce yourself?
2: Uh, For sure, yeah. So I've been in the space about two years. I kind of fell backwards uh, accidentally uh, into it. about a year into, into, uh, into COVID. Uh, my background's in sort of management consulting and I play uh, sort of many roles in the space uh, today uh, from collecting to de to advising uh, different products and founders in the space.
3: Great. And Salty, what about you? Yeah, I'm Salty. I'm an engineering, research, academic, and a bit of a math guy. <laughs> I've been in crypto for a while, of course had a stint for a few years as a Bitcoin maxi and and um luckily grew out of that. Uh and I just yeah, fell into the NFT space through through Axie Infinity and play to earn gaming and then uh big into DeFi and and here we are.
0: Awesome. All right, so let's jump in. Um as we started our podcast with every week, we try to give one word that encapsulates the market and maybe a little bit of an explainer what that one word is. Um, Eric, I'm going to start with you. What is your one word for the week uh, of what we're looking at right now?
1: Uh, up. It's up. up. It's, <laughs> I don't think we've a, heard that
0: one for a while. That's a, that's a new it, one.
1: It, it's just all going up.
0: <laughs> uh, anything you you directly attribute that to?
1: Uh, well, I think I think you know from a macro standpoint, right? It's pretty clear that the overall complexion of the economy. Its getting better um inf- you've seen you know clear signals that we're we're in a disinflationary environment, uh, but on the other side of that it, it's also you know I, I think that like this narrative of the Goldilocks scenario is starting to really really get um traction because you're not seeing significant enough weakness in the labor market to suggest there's a recession and I think obviously powell's commentary today also um Struck a more dovish stance, and and they were basically going. I think I think he basically a lot of people came out of this saying like, well, it seems like they're gonna. They did twenty five basis points. Seems like what he's telling people is they're really gonna wait and see, but they see the hard part of the job as as more or less done, and so you know my like the market's inference on that is maybe we get one more increase. Um, but it's relatively steady on um, from there on out with a potential with the potential for rate cuts beginning starting at the end of the year.
0: Right, right. Okay, I want to I wanna dive into this a little bit later, but let's let's keep getting our words. Uh uh Salty, what about you? What is your word for the week?
3: Oh man, it's always hard to pick one word. Um uh maybe, maybe sidelined. Um, mm. in what, terms what, explain of explain that.
0: Yeah, what is that about?
3: Uh things are up. Uh, and probably will go more up uh but but also you know i i guess it's like just the fond memories of the real bull market still loom large mm. in my mind or like i'm still not at a place where i trust the market's enough to deploy like fresh fresh capital like i'm trading crypto for more crypto and i'm i am per, you know trying to flip nfts and stuff but um so I'm definitely not sidelined, but I'm kind of sidelining myself because I don't want to take those sweet, delicious dollars that are so valuable still and dump more of them into crypto just yet. Okay, that's good. I think that's a really interesting talking point. Uh, and Grant, what about you? What's your word for the week?
2: Uh, probably still painful, right? I think 2022 mm-hmm. was a year marked by um, just whipsaws and positioning and leverage and a lot of pain unless you know you kind of just Took the year off essentially or timed everything perfectly uh in 2023 is, uh at least you know the first quarter so far looks like it's much the same way except you know most of the pain trade is up right uh but i think i more lean towards you know pos position- positioning so far and that uh we're not in a true bull market um you know people sitting heavy and and ETH-based NFTs are feeling pain. Uh, people sitting in, in cash are in pain. And people sitting in stale, I'll say, crypto coins are, are in pain right now. It's really just the majors and the fresher coins with narratives that are running, as well as the ones that have been just um, shorted the heaviest and are just you know, seeing the pops uh, along the way here.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, my word will kind of get us into our first conversation, which I think leans into that a little bit, which is bridge. <laughs> and I think that the the word I say bridge is because I think a lot of talk has been about uh, a new, uh, not new, but a, a kind of like popping uh, token and chain called Canto. And um, I bridged to Canto yesterday, much later than some of my mid-curve uh, um, compatriots here. But it's an interesting thing, obviously, um, you know, when you see a new chain or or I shouldn't I keep saying new, so it's not totally new. But um, when you see a chain uh, and seeing a lot of people bridge over to it, it makes me wonder two things. One, um, are we in a place where, you know, we are starting to see signs of what might be a bull market again? Because, as you, you know, bridging to a new chain and trying to kind of get, get uh, gains on that chain does feel like a very bull market thing in some ways. And then two, I think the bigger question is like, is Kanto a thing, right? And I think this is something that we should try to dig into as it's been kind of a dominant conversation point for this week. Um, I should say I should say dominant amongst us. And I don't know if it's, I definitely don't think it's like even mainstreamed in the NFT market yet or in the crypto markets, um, but I could be wrong. I don't know. What, what, is, uh, what is your all take on this? Eric, Eric do you have a take on, on Kanto and like what's kind of causing this surge right now?
1: yeah so so you know the the whole i i think the the conceit of of canto as a as layer one and how it's different from other traditional other layer one competitors is that you know it, it's all built with the um with the principle that blockchain infrastructure should be a public good and so there should never be any fees attached to it um and and so when you use like protocols and services there generally is is like, there's never gonna be a fee. And how they incentivize, um, you know, developers to build within the ecosystem is that basically uh, a recent governance was, was passed, a per, going forward, you know, a percentage of all gas costs gets redistributed to dApps um, based on usage. So, it, you know, it at a very, very high level, and this is, this is like the super reductive crayon explanation of it, if you build an app and it gets lots of usage, um, a bigger chunk of the CSR will be allocated to you, uh, and that's how you basically monetize yourself as as an app developer while providing something that you know, is a public good and and of of that that is of service to the candle network. So I think like one from from a narrative standpoint, you know, it, it is it sets itself apart for some of the traditional layer ones. In a sense that, you know, the pitch is not just, Hey, we have like a million TPS, like build on us. Um, and I think this is the, the other reason that this is, you know, Canto I think, has, has become such a narrative is because, um, this was purely largely incubated within the web3 native community. Um, most of the early proponents of Canto are, you know, I, I would, what I would say, like people, high profile people on CT. And I think that culminated eventually in VCs getting involved like Variant which I view as one of the smarter VCs in the space um a couple of weeks ago announced that they did a fairly large OTC market buy of canto tokens um and i i think that that in itself has kind of allowed the narrative to accelerate and now we're sort of going into like the Solana summer NFT moment for the space um where things are just kind of going nuts a little bit um i don't know how much of this is sustainable but I, I i do agree with the sentiment that it, it is probably still early days a lot of sideline people are looking in on how to bridge through the chain and interact with it and and obviously the network itself is going through that adjustment process because it says last night basically nothing has worked
0: I know it's been pretty interesting like we've been trying to trade on Alto market which is the, uh, their essentially their main marketplace and it's been broken as far as like, I mean. I actually did just buy something there. I did just buy something like about fifteen minutes ago. But it was the first thing I was able to buy all day long. Um, hey, you were on this podcast fifteen minutes ago.
3: You you well, enough okay. while we're podcasting? Not
0: no, not fifteen <laughs> minutes ago. Let's say twenty five minutes ago. I bought another Cantillionaire okay. just because I'm <laughs> I I I am now diving in. I will say this like I. As somebody who despise, despise Solana NFTs, and I think I have like multiple memories, I, I didn't do very many of them, but I think every single NFT on, Sol- on Solana that I bought was a rug out of like, I think maybe seven of them. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm very hesitant to kind of like dive into new chain NFTs, but I do find this one semi interesting because some of the reasons Eric talked about. Um, Salty, in, in the DeFi world, like are people taking, I mean, Okanto's price is up, are people taking Kanto pretty
3: seriously? Wait, I want to okay, uh so I'm glad you squeezed in one more canto buy right before we turned on the recording. <laughs> but I I want to go back to what Eric said. Uh I I don't remember you mentioning in midcurve uh this big big VC that was buying OTC bags at con canto at the time. I feel like I would have uh, bought more if I knew. You hiding this from you, us?
1: No, it was it was on the uh, it was on Twitter. I thought I posted it in here. Oh, I you I, 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 I you, you you know what I did? I think I probably posted it in Midnight Labs to try to get rubies. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I it here. Good job, good job. You'll get you'll get some fresh rubies. By the way, I okay. still have not done anything to get rubies, and I should. <laughs> I know I've been completely missing it. So anyway, salty, is
3: Kanto interesting to you as a as a token? Uh, well yeah you know all all tokens are interesting, right? I'm not going to denigrate any token <laughs> well, I guess what I'm saying i, think, uh, I yes think it's a, i yeah yeah i, sorry, I go think ahead. uh Eric's summary of of their mechanics and gas burning, I think was good, and um that's a niche that isn't filled, whether that's uh, a long term sustainable narrative that that uh uh keeps attracting volume and accretions, uh, you know, with, with CT personalities and stuff, you know, is is always a question that, like, it's impossible to predict, right? But I think, you know, Kanto is an EVMOS uh, fork, which was hot and popping back when it launched in the bull because it gave a big airdrop. Um, I think Kanto has, going for it, that bridging is so miserably difficult that if they could solve that, uh, they could probably bring on more TVL, I don't know off the top of my head what the TVL the market cap ratio is or anything but um I don't know, you know, I still have uh, Osmos and Atom bags and and so Cosmos the the whole ecosystem I mean Tendermint is great but it also it just kind of is what it is. I I really don't know what the future of Kanto looks like, but I do think uh Eric hit the two two big points, you know, that could be good niches to fill, which is that it's very web3 native and and the the gas uh burning and and uh returning value to builders is huge and and because that's all that matters is who can attract the builders right like no matter how cool and vc back your chain is if people aren't building on it it, it's done whether in six months or a year or six days
1: we really need builders, particularly those that can build a working uh, NFT marketplace. Yeah, please uh, get on I, it I, now. I, I, you know, I, I, and I understand. I, I want to be really fair to the auto Market team because obviously they did not build this with that expectation that half of ETH was going to try to bridge over. Uh, but, but the user experience, I would, if I were to summarize it in one sentence, is it's basically open sea with jazz right now. Uh, <laughs> which it is very is just, nice
3: jazz i will
1: <laughs> say i really
0: appreciate that and if open c had played jazz i might have much different feelings yeah, people, about it so they
3: could have carried a lot more favor at the community with some soothing music
0: <laughs> uh grant what's your take on this do you I, as somebody who i i often look to you as somebody who's pretty good about when things are gonna go bad in some ways like i often listen to you about like where you think things are does this have life or is it, do you kind of see this as like a, a quick kind of pump and then it's probably going to slow way down?
2: Well, um, I guess going back to my opening statement, it's more about like new, fresh narratives. And that's, that's why newer coins have had more life the last two, three months. Uh, and it's just about the overhang or lack thereof, right, of things that can be, used against you right and other than you know some maybe possibly sketchy uh genesis distribution of the Canto token uh which you know you can't really prove right now uh, other than you know just some on-chain whispers um there's really nothing you can thought about kanto right other than you know they didn't expect like eric said a half of um uh, ETH mainnet users to, to try and bridge over and play around on, 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 their, uh, on their marketplace. Um, there's no, you know, VCs waiting to dump on you. They, they all had to buy OTC uh, at the same price as available to everyone else. Um, you know, the, the marketplace Alto doesn't charge any fees, uh, which is, you know, I would argue a very, very, very big difference from uh, our beloved overlords uh, at OpenSea. Uh, and the narratives right now are just pure, right? Like there's not much you can do to sort of discredit uh, the growth there, uh, other than you know say, hey, look, the usual suspects on on crypto Twitter are, are the ones doing the the narrative shaping. But hey, look, that, that that's going to happen anyway, right? Regardless of what coin it is. Uh, and, so- and
0: I think you know, in some ways, they the the big question is like. To me, the narrative is being shaped, and then what extends the narrative from what we have now. And and I think what'll be interesting to see is like what projects launch on it. Like as of right now, I think obviously long necks was something that came up first, and a bunch of people in mid curve got long necks, and and those are pretty interesting looking. And there's there's a few other interesting ones, but I'm really kind of curious to see what launches over the next couple weeks on it, and to see who uses it and and to see like kind of what stuff comes out and to see if you know you talk about building on the on the chain i'm really kind of curious to see if like interesting artists start to do anything on there um hey one of you guys or maybe eric maybe it was you who was into the graphs thing is that like a thing is that was it interesting technically or is it just something that was there and you guys grabbed
1: so it was it was just one of these things where um the artist was a former art blocks artist and he he, he had been doing stuff on canto for a while so he launched this thing um the, the so he, the, the thing that like people i think don't fully grasp about canto nfts um and and one of the reasons that canto nfts have had this run is because they're all relatively small collections I, I don't i don't think you know any of the top 5 collections are are like 10k collections or anywhere close most of them are around that five hundred to two thousand range, and so you're you're just talking about like this perfect storm of a lot of interest, not a ton of supply, not a ton of people listing, um, and so that's that's cost price to go prices to go vertical. But glyphs are, are are a great example of that. You know, they I think I think they got called in mid curve at like four hundred. Um, Thirty minutes later, they were over a thousand, and then three hours later, you know, they had crossed to five thousand. Um, and it's you know, like technically they're cool uh, and they look great, but, but, you know, it, it this is just, I, I think this is just one of those things where like this information got disseminated very early. Uh, people in the space who move numbers graphs down to it, and then there was just a grab, and you're, you're talking about the Fidenza size collection. So there's not that much to go around.
0: And it helps that Dingling came on board. Yeah, in- I, I didn't
1: want to name him, but yeah, it, it, it helped that he came on. Basically, bought ten percent of every top
3: collection.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't happen very often in yeah.
3: this space in general. I feel yeah. Like,
0: uh, okay. Yeah, despite- well, that's. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
3: Well, this uh, I think it's interesting. This this pure chain, no VC, all this goodwill stuff. I feel like it's it's. Uh, I could either like be a uh, moon, or also like it just gets like beaten to death by the bullies in the schoolyard. Although a lot of those bullies, you know, were wearing no pants when the tides went out. So maybe there's less around.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting to think about. Also, you always hate to use this word, and I I really despise it in crypto in general, the idea of governance or whatever, how people are going to kind of like Do anything with it but who knows i think at this point it's it's to me it's kind of a really fascinating thing to watch and and honestly it's encouraging in some ways just to see something get traction in in that slightly different um like i said i i don't have fond memories of of solana that much and i think obviously solana (laughs) has not done very well since then but you know what it's like it's alternative chains are always always interesting
3: they they did the right thing by making it uh as easy as possible to deploy ethereum smart contracts on their network right like the a big piece of this in contrast to many other L1s of course not all of them is uh is the EVM compatibility i don't know if you guys know more about that than me i i know it's not as high as i think it's not as high as something like arbitrum where it's literally like one or two clicks deploy a standard uh, mainnet contract but it is pretty pretty seamless and that was a goal of theirs so maybe that's useful for attracting more builders right
0: yeah i I was actually gonna play around with it and try to deploy something uh either tonight or tomorrow just to see what it's like because i'm really kind of curious as a As an amateur, um, you know, deployer, I'm definitely not a smart contract uh, developer per se, but I wanted to kind of just see how easy it would be because I've heard that as well. So it'd be interesting to see. Actually, I think um, something else that's worth probably talking about on alternate chains is Arbitrum. um, And only because um, Magic as a token is also ripping right now, which I think is a very interesting thing. And I'm curious to hear what, uh, what opinions are here about it. I think magic got to like uh one seventy today and it was for a long wow. time sitting in the like twenty five to thirty cent range so um anybody have an opinion on that? I don't know Grant or Eric or salty anybody have a take on why that why that is
2: just just before we we leave California, I just feel uh, yeah, did you say California, say, yeah, <laughs> I feel compelled to say that it is very much uh a shitcoin chain, right like let's not. Get, uh, get lost in, in the details here, it's, I mean, just look at the market cap, uh, everything is super, super experimental, uh, and, you know, I see this as, like, someone who got the, the beta tester airdrop, right? Like, it's, everything's great right now, super organic, but uh, I wouldn't put much more than, you know, a couple hundred bucks if you're just playing around on it. That said, uh
0: we just heard in the mid-curve discord that schnoises just ripped. So Schnoises, the Canto NFT.
2: <laughs> no, 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 All right, don't do right. sorry. Don't, don't do this. this. Yes,
0: exactly. Schnoises ripped. Uh uh, uh and,
1: and That's Schnoises. S C H No, you I I I think I think Grant's caution is is really um is it's it's pretty important because most of these uh these NFTs collections that we're fucking um ripping around right now uh have, have you know were happening been around since August and they've just not minted out. You know, cantillion we were all minting them because because this project was around in August and it just never minted out. Uh I don't think like half the half the people who were trading on Alto even realized that. So um yes please please be <laughs> careful and and uh it's the hotel canto oh my god it is a, it's a night in, the bridging part is fun. Really, really
4: okay so switching bridge over
0: out. to magic anybody have a take on magic uh and and what's going on over with arbitrum it, do, it does seem to be getting quite a bit of play i know also when you think about shitcoin chains in some ways it's a little bit that as well anybody have an idea of like why magic is ripping so hard
3: Dude, I'll just say I saw magic price pump. I didn't realize it got this high, but I saw that price pumping before this big unlock that was coming, and all the like magic uh, small folks being like, "Oh, bullish unlock, bullish unlocking!" And I, I just shook my head. I was like, "These fools! Like, of course people are pumping the coin right before they get an unlock to dump it for a higher price." But I was wrong. (laughs) It really was a bullish unlocking.
0: Yeah, I, that was something that kind of surprised me too. And just, I'm sure probably anybody's listening to this kind of understands, but there was a lot of magic that had been locked up, I think for a year, right? Or, or something that just kind of unlocked. And I think all of us expected it to dump back down. But I don't know, Grant, is there anything on, on, the, on Arbitrum or, or magic that's interesting to you at this point? Or do you just kind of expect it to
4: happen and go up and go down the, based on what's going on in the, in the general sense of the world?
2: Uh, I haven't been keeping track of new developments. I know we talked about Beacon uh, about a month ago, and I think that's still sort of in development and was uh, all things considered a pretty well done uh, desktop game. I'm not sure you can call it a blockchain game, but, but a game nonetheless uh, attached to the ecosystem. Uh, and I think it's just reflective of, you know, the exhaustion of sellers, really, right? Uh, and the idea that the paint trade continues to be up this quarter, uh, even for. Yeah. I think know, that makes sense. That in some ways it's as, like as people still have bags and a lot as, of this stuff.
0: And I think, you know, even Doge, right. You're going to see Doge, I'm sure have a run at
4: some point in this space. Um, Eric, is there anything special to you about magic at all? Or is there anything worth talking about? No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's layer, it's just layer two season, you know, and then not magic in particular, but there's just been a lot of interest across all the uh, arb because people want that airdrop. Um, you know, the the way that I kind of conceptualize Arbitrum is that uh <laughs> it's it's like hey, optimism, optimism is up, but it's it also doesn't up. suck ass. <laughs> um and so so like the token as The the token itself is, is, you know, would actually accrue more value and, and there is no, and optimism is a good example of like the focus on layer twos, because. With Starknet ZK Sync, um, and Arbitrum not having released their native tokens, optimism is really like the only true, true layer two solution with a token in town right now. Uh, and so if you want, you're gonna play that narrative, that's the only token that you can play. I just, I don't think anyone who actually understands layer twos would in any situation value like an OP token over an ARB token. Like, unless, unless, unless the, 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 the tokenomics of ARB are just like straight up a reptilian. But I, I don't think that's going to be the case. So, um, I, I think it, it's just one of those things where like, you know, there's nothing magic has some form of product. I think we, like Grant said, we we sort of round-tripped the worst of the Atlas Mine fiasco uh, and the virtual fiasco. And so, you know, now it's just, it's just one of these other proxies for people to express um, They're interesting. Yeah, in, in um, okay. well, oh, I don't we switch over. I just want to yeah, real it, quick earmark
3: reptilian tokenomics as a, <laughs> a great way to <laughs> describe Garbo tokens we don't like. <laughs> We're going to definitely was, keep it there. I was thinking about this too because I was like, man, I'm looking at Matic and some of these other L2s, ZK, Sync, Snark, all this stuff. And, and all these coins are ripping. Um, I mean, in general, tokens are ripping, not specifically the ones I named. But um, I was like, man, why aren't I rich yet? And then I was like, ah, I keep forgetting. Arb doesn't have a token. Man, when Arb actually has a token, we're all going to be rich. Because
0: <laughs> yeah, well there you go. We're all going to be rich whenever the next kind comes around. I I Arb's supposed to have one though at some point, right? That is one of the big rumored ones that I feel like that and the MetaMask token are the two that have been floating as rumors okay. forever and ever.
3: Is, is MetaMask token actually going to happen? Actually, uh, Eric or Grid, you guys probably have a better inside track on this. Is is that really going to be a thing or was that just hopium?
4: Okay. No, it's going to be a thing
1: I, I think i think I think enough people have affirmed that that it is going to be a thing, but the the governance aspects of this are very, very tricky um and i think I, I think it just it's the it's the uniswap conundrum, right like how do you sort of build sustainable tokenomics um especially in the context of people now wanting real yield Mm -hmm. for a business that is growing but probably not profitable although very very core to you know funk overall functionality of 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 web3 and particularly ethereum right like it just uniswap is a i say it's a uniswap conundrum because you know everybody ascribes value to the Uniswap token because because in a world where Uniswap didn't exist, we will all be worse th- off, right? But but also the problem is the Uniswap itself is also not not super profitable. Um, and so you know there is there is no yield to even if they were to distribute revenues back to I think the um uh token holders, there just there wouldn't really be enough to even justify the price. And so it, it kind of puts it in this weird box where like the tokens still don't really do anything, but there's also, you can't also say that they're worthless because because they're attached to something yeah, that when is it, very, very, I mean, very When it comes very, very to reptilian tokenomics, to, I to, mean,
3: OP, you know, uh, the Optimism is, is much better than Uniswap because at least Optimism's a gas token. So there's some use for it. But I mean, Uniswap literally does nothing, owns nothing, is owed nothing. You know, it, it, yes. it just is. So I I I could see, you know, I I don't know. I don't have any insider knowledge on that, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Arbitrum folks like haven't fully figured this out. Like, yeah, how do you do that? Have a token that's not meaningless but also it's not going to a gas token cuz they're not going to change to have an arb gas token on the chain, right?
4: Right. I it's
1: it's it's kind of like funny that we all complain about bad tokenomics, but it's like if you want to really see reptilian tokenomics, just read <laughs> you know uh, a, a, a share prospectus for 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 like a public company. You know what are the tokenomics of Facebook? The tokenomics of Facebook is uh, Mark Zuckerberg can basically spend billions of dollars on stumpless avatars. And there's not much that you
3: off can do 15, about it. i people, and you're going to be a floating stuff in, in the metaverse. You know, and you're going like to uh,
4: uh,
1: so, so 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 what are your tokenomics? I, I, I think it's, it's just like, you know, we're, we're overly fixated on tokenomics. But at the end of the day, if tokenomics are, I think, fixable, um, shitty product isn't. Right. Uh, And DYDX is a good example of that, where great fucking product, horrendous tokenomics. um, But the team is actually at least acknowledging that and I think like making much needed revisions. And they've gotten good support from their early investors to delay the major token a lot. And that's why the token has tripled.
2: Yeah, as, as annoyed as I am to have those two parts on my Twitter headline for the last year, I think. Teams are smart now. They they recognize all these things, the, the the announcement for the tokenomics, the tokens dropping, uh, the governance, they're they're all bullets in the chamber, right? And once you use them up, you can't uh they don't go back in the chamber. Um so use them wisely. Uh it's it's a lot easier to have like fresh tokenomics than than what Eric just described in the UIDX case of hey, we're just gonna punt the 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 unlock period another year like that it, it about does how seem much, sometimes you know, to me that like from dealings and negotiations that, that just gets
0: kind of put forward and then shelved and then put forward to get in the space isn't I mean this is how a problem I think I've seen in a lot of things um
4: but anyway let's let's yes governance exactly governance yeah governance funky governance you know you know it's it's it's
1: it's the yeah. When when they were vote looking for a new CEO of for sushi swap, <laughs> the people spoke and they demanded Why, of that course, animal husbandry which, which all CEOs need a to have some form. Right? For the world. Uh,
0: let's switch over to um, what I think is a pretty interesting conversation around um, yeah. Dookie Dash. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the what's going on with Yuga right now because I think in a lot of ways um sewer passes and dookie dash is driving a little bit of the nft market um obviously the last week in the world of blue chips uh has been mostly down and actually i do want to talk briefly about doodles because i think doodles has really been shitting the bed quite a bit lately but i think first we should get into uh yuga and it seems like to me and i don't know if anybody disagrees with this but it seems like dookie dash is pretty successful um, there's some stories that have come out that like, you know, they're pro Fortnite, pro Fortnite gamers are playing the game and they're getting the high scores. Does anybody in this
4: group uh, disagree with that? Does everybody feel that Dookie Dash has kind of served what its purpose was? All right. So that's
0: good. So everybody agrees. Um, Grant, what do you, I know you've talked about a little bit about sewer passes
4: and, you know, obviously the price went up and it's, I think it's come down a little bit more, but what do you think this has been a good move for Yuga? Yeah, I, I mean,
2: we haven't seen the full playbook, but it's it's incremental progress, right? And it's more than you know what the other major blue chips, if you can call them that, uh, have have done, right? Like what we asked for in December was put up or shut up, and they came out with you know not something exactly fresh and innovative, but enough, right? Uh, where you know it's caused. First of all, let's let's just go back to basics. It was free uh and it went to holders. So it drove value back into the ecosystem uh and it provided much needed stimulus um to the broader NFT market without sucking in any via uh via primary mint uh costs. Uh, and then secondly, the, the mechanic um has caused, you know, a ton of like attention from non-NFT people. And yes, it's, you know, like the, the competition has naturally led to you know, pay to win or pay to play, but those outcomes aren't guaranteed, right? You don't know that uh, prizes one to one hundred are necessarily based on you know your seven hundred thousand or eight hundred thousand score uh, in dookie Dash. It might still be RNG and based on you know the tier of the passes and the value of the the other assets that that you're holding. So it's not like I think the book hasn't been been written in full. So I'm hesitant to cast judgment.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I was gonna say one thing that I think is really interesting about this, and I, I wrote a little Twitter thread about it, is that I think that one thing that I found, and and they have said that this isn't necessarily the case, but I think it's their first step into casual gaming, which is a much easier place to create and develop than AAA gaming is, right? So like I mean, we still haven't seen the next other side trip. I don't know what's going on with that. they showed videos that are somewhat okay. They're interesting. They're in empty spaces. But what this is is like a a foray, uh, a step into the world of casual gaming, which is an incredibly valuable and an incredibly lucrative aspect of gaming. And I think that one of the interesting things about the guy who came over from Activision, you know, Activision owns King, which owns Candy Crush. They bought Candy Crush. And, it's a massive part of their revenues so i think that this is an interesting thing to see it be successful to see a casual game kind of play out for them and see i think what you pointed out grant which is really big is that it's gotten attention outside of their nft outside of the nft market and i think i also believe that like they really should have allowed other people to try to play it. My thing about this is why wouldn't you just let everybody play it and then only have the runs that count be the ones that are holding apes or are going to pay the boost? I think the bigger play here would be to get this in as many hands as possible. But I also am kind of, uh, I'm admiring what it's been so far. Like, I think they've done a pretty good job of it. um, And it gives me hope for the idea that maybe there can be a gaming market for nfts that could be larger than we think it is um eric what's your take on this whole
1: space yeah i i think you know as far as the the overall activation event went um it was i think a lot more successful than anybody would have thought um but it it's it's all because because it was I, i think it was a relatively simple game um but really you know, easily addictive, and they dangled a massive carrot at the end, which is if you have, um, you get a high score, it, it really affects your outcome in the in the next eventual event. Um, and I think the turning point for this is is that one of these pro gamers is going to come and get like a top ten score, and then watch as one of these passes in goes for mid six to low seven figures, uh, and realize that hey, there is real money to be made in this space and i kind of have to keep an eye on it um because 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 it's, it it probably is not as easy to make the sort of money in just traditional gaming um so i think that you know is is one of the things that like the perception changes that maybe like this kick starts but very much in kind of you know a brand like this, this is like step one of a really long process and and they haven't really been able to deliver anything on other sites so far um so it is still a lot, lot of wait and see
4: but this and, and you guys touched on this at the beginning but I, I think
1: this goes to decide you know what Yuga understands very well is that they understand their holders uh and they understand that when you give something for free in this space um and that value that you create within the ecosystem, it generally speaking leads to better outcomes uh versus when you charge for something and extract value from the
0: ecosystem. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um uh Salty, any any other thoughts on this
1: before we move on?
3: Oh no, I've still uh haven't forced myself to buy that tier four pass yet. <laughs> Although uh, I would recommend those out there doing it, you know, you got to get uh, your investment buddies together and get a farm of uh, 16 to 19 year olds uh, and figure out a way to get them as much Adderall and Modafinil as you can, uh, you know, if you want to win this thing.
4: <laughs> I know. Well, that's a Not funny
3: financial thing, right? Advice. Like it's so <laughs> It's so
0: much of this is like, is it's the idea that like that someone could play subway surfers for a a million dollars is an insane idea for me to even imagine. And yet that's very much what's going to be happening here. Right. Like you've got like, you know, we've got a couple of people in our mid curve discord who are very good at it. And I just am like, God, these people, their brains must just it must get fried into their eyeballs. Like it just must be this thing. But, you know, people will go and, and it is, you know. In a way, it's play to earn. It's the, it's the classic thing. Oh, I, you know, I have a question about this because I haven't played it and I don't have an ape or a sewer pass. When you play the game, are you also paying ape token to play or ape token is for boosts? What's, what's the deal it's, with that? So the boost. ape
1: token is for boost. Okay. Um, but the way that the distribution of the game works is that, you know, you, your, your, your score based on how long you last is kind of like linear. And so the key differentiator of the boost is that one, to give you an extra 15%, but two, they also significantly increase the rarity of relics that drop on your run. And if you look at any sort of the runs, um, that are high score, the majority of the points come from those relics. So, so even though you technically don't need the, the boost to play the game, to, to actually have any shot at getting like a semi-decent score, you need the boost
0: right which is so interesting because in the normal video game you know uh free to play market that is like a big no no right like the idea that you have to pay for boosts to do better in the game it depends on i guess it depends on which market you're looking at in the, in the fortnite world that's a very unusual thing in the candy crush world obviously if you buy you can buy more lives and you can buy other stuff that will help you win so it's an interesting thing to keep track of um okay i think we want i want to talk about one more thing before we wrap up here which is Kind of what I think feels like the destruction by themselves of Doodles right now, and and I just to catch everybody up, I shouldn't I shouldn't say it's destruction, but like the Doodles launched um, Doodles two. They announced the fact that they're going to be on the Flow blockchain, which is Dapper Labs's chain, and where at least one of the members of Doodles I think started, if not multiple. Um, It's not been received very well. I think in general the idea of doodles too has not really been received very well and and the idea of doodles too essentially are um additional doodles that you can mint with your duplicator which was something they airdropped to everybody um and prices are down quite a bit um in addition to that there have been a couple public um i don't want to call them like uh, you know mistakes uh i guess they are they're just a couple things where um one of the leaders of the project kind of came out and, and did not look good in public. So I think it's an interesting thing. It's, you know, it's another sort of situation which happened like what we saw with Artifact where they made a mistake and then kind of piled on top of that mistake with other mistakes. Um, I think the f- place to start probably with this conversation first is the flow announcement, because I think it's a pretty big deal. Um, Grant, what what is your take on the fact that Doodles 2 is going to flow? Is that is that just a, a dumb thing? Is that a non-starter? Do you get where they're coming from? What's your take on it?
2: Uh, so the term is, is a bit of a meme, and I make fun of Eric for mentioning it a lot, but there's no product market fit here. Uh, <laughs> and it's just incredibly, it's just irony, right? Because I, I knew for a long time uh, this was coming. Uh, the, you know, the, they, they had a short list of, of options for Doodles 2 and none of the challengers were ever going to win. It was always going to be the Roham and the Flow Cartel um, that was going to um, take the cake, I guess. Uh, and I just, I, I don't see it, right? Because you're not, you're openly flouting the fact that you're not going to return value to your Genesis holders uh, and you haven't won any friends or fans uh in the general community because one of your founders uh named poopy uh likes to pick fights on twitter uh and i just i don't see a path forward i'm actually happy because like it's uh, kind of like in a much less dramatic fashion obviously but like the sbf and the of, of of the crypto cycle like we need um the false idols of of the last NFT cycle to be flushed out, right? Because I'm 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 kind of done with with the founders who who flex their Maseratis or whatever the artifact guy has uh, on Twitter while pretending uh, for like eight months that um, the Monoliths twos were were anything more than like a discount code for for shoes. Uh, and you know, same goes for for Doodles guys. Like I'm just ready to move on and and find new things to champion. Which is why like despite it still being like just a new shit coin Canto has been just so refreshing and so fun to play with. Right. Cause there's just no overhang and no bad baggage that, you know, leaves a bad taste in your mouth
0: yet. Yet. Eric, what about you? What is your uh, thoughts on? Uh, doodles? I,
1: I love doodles too, because it, it just makes it really easy for me to never have to think about doodles again. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm, I honestly, I am not, I am a little surprised that they just didn't just call it Doodles and then deny that the original Doodles were ever a thing or ever existed, uh, because because that's exactly what they've done. Um, so you know, like, I, I was stupid last year and about these fucking Genesis boxes, um, and I always joke to myself that like the best thing that could happen is for, for people to open these boxes and just have like, like, like a f- vicious hornets come out of them, uh, <laughs> the but, yeah, but, but, but like, that would be, yeah, like that would be, you know, that would be very refreshing versus like the banal bullshit that we're, we're, we're getting right now. And, and I, I think like, I think, you know, web, web three people obviously are miffed uh, long-time collectors are not happy, and web two consumers are are smart enough to sniff out a rat. so i, I just I just don't see I, I, I just don't see it. and yeah, I, I, luckily, I don't have to care about it anymore. so so great,
0: yeah. I mean, what my thing that my first reaction to seeing it spread on Twitter was, Oh, this looks like Decentraland stuff, and and we know what a. I mean, if you were around in the NFTs in the you know twenty twenty one, late twenty twenty one era, one of the biggest things was, and in fact, Artifact even did this, dropping stuff to wear in Decentraland, right? And like, just that direct connection between that mental picture in my brain and what I saw of Doodles too. It's like it felt like an old idea in the space it felt like a broken idea and again i don't i don't ever want to i don't want to put like on any team like i've you know obviously people invest a lot of money they spend a lot of time on this project internally i have a lot of issues with how they communicate stuff but i think that like i don't want people to have to lose money but like it just doesn't feel fresh to me in any sort of way and and i was hoping that they were going to come out with something that was going to be interesting and that Maybe the duplicators would create people or different versions of something. And I know they've teased what the thing is. But like wearables and clothes seem like such a backwards, weird, old idea to me. And I just don't know if they've ever worked in any sort of way. I just don't know if trading wearable... Unless they work in a place where there's an environment for them to work. Like Fortnite wearables work really well. Because people spend a lot of time in Fortnite, in an engine that has things you can wear, that you can see stuff that you can they can show off with. There is no place to show off whatever your your doodles, puffy coat, you know. And as much as the art, like it's a good looking puffy coat. Burnt Toast is a great artist, but I don't know what you're going to do with those things. Like I just don't understand it at all. I mean, so like it feels like it's a miss in a huge way.
1: I I mean yeah like i i just i just don't understand who who is this person that will spend thousands of dollars fashioning this avatar that you know you can only see in the blockchain equivalent of burkina faso like <laughs> I, I don't i don't i i, I, I really, really like you know i i would love to see the 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 market service mark uh, on that one uh, because yeah. i i really i don't know yeah
0: um, okay well we should wrap up here um uh, before we go, we always like to ask everybody in the on the team here what we're looking forward to for the next week um interesting times in this space right now, obviously um some pretty big projects coming up uh and we don't have any dates for some of the bigger stuff I don't think yet like um <laughs> we did we didn't talk about this, but the proof uh conference tickets dropped and have not sold out yet I'm expect we expect there to be some sort of big proof announcements around um Mystics uh is that what they're called? Mystics at some point. Um Mythics. Mythics. Uh, mythics, sorry, mythics, thank you. Um that's gonna be coming at some point. But I don't know, uh Grant, what else are you looking forward to in the next week? I know with the blur drops coming in a couple weeks, but for this week, is there anything that's on your radar?
2: Uh yeah, I think ETH and NFTs have suffered pretty bad. Well, not they have suffered, but not, like kind of expected drawdown uh when you factor in the volatility in ETH over the past month or so personally i'm kind of done with open edition and lm55 burn for more art meta uh, i think we've we've had a nice month of that uh, and i'm ready to move move back on to ponzi's that i'm familiar with uh, <laughs> so i'm hoping that uh two weeks from now uh the blur airdrop and the sewer pass uh resolution phase one resolution at least uh brings us sort of back to the old haunts uh, so we'll see.
0: Okay, great. Uh, what about you, Eric? What are you looking forward to this
1: week? Uh, blur. Blur. Okay, blur. Yeah, that's I, I think we didn't really talk about this, but I think like their adoption of support, um is a major game changer uh, mm-hmm. and it's just a very interesting development in, in sort of the marketplace for us. So, you know, now it, that move, I think, has allowed them to reclaim a significant portion of volume um, and it's a really effective way to render any attempt to implement a filter registry standard in, in the industry impotent because it, because it just, it, it, it I, it, you know, it, I think it's going to be, I, I'm interested to see what the OS response is to this, but I, I, I don't think there is one.
0: Yeah, it is a really fascinating story and, and, you know, we should, uh, we can go into this maybe the next time even, but like, it's definitely worth tracking, like you know, this has been an ongoing fight between the two and it has to do with the, you know, permissioning and the restricted stuff off of everything expires open sea. And it, it does seem to open it up in a big way and honestly at a good time, right? Because like um with their airdrop coming on February fourteenth, it would you would want them to have as much possible volume there when they're going public with that. So that makes a lot of sense. Um Salty, so what about you? What are you looking forward to this week? Uh
3: I'll I'll echo blur. Um Outside of that, nothing too specific. I guess, uh, you know, I enjoy if we continue to grind higher in prices uh, every week, I look forward to seeing which zombie projects and scumbags like come <laughs> crawling out of the sewers back into the industry. So uh, that's the only thing I've been super looking forward to. Who knows who will pop up next?
0: Who gets to rewrite their narrative? The rewriting of the narratives will be happening in a in a big way, I'm sure.
2: Not a single one of us said slam gas to buy proof of conference tickets. Really disappointed <laughs> in us. This is clearly not a podcast for uh, our art. I, I want be really
1: charitable there because because I, I think the optics of it aside, like that, the conference like that with that lineup and what they're asking for is not unreasonable. <laughs> I just think proof holders, Moonbird holders should have just gotten it for free. <laughs> they really. I think that that I that obviously hurts a little bit, but but I, actually, I'm excited about that conference.
0: I actually think the conference is pretty cool too. Yeah. I just think that that I don't know. Is there something about the way proof? And obviously, this is I've had this issue and I've said it multiple times. A lot of these bigger places just don't feel like they understand what the information they're going to roll out is going to be received as. And this was rolled out, as far as I can tell, I think in a Twitter thread on Sunday and, you know, outside of proof people or even to kind of discover. And it just felt like a little bit of a punch in the gut when you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be this much money. But you're right. I mean, the lineup is great. I mean, and also, I think somebody mentioned this, like, you know, they're going to they, they've teased minting on site. So clearly with that lineup, you know, Beeple's going to be there and a bunch of other people are going to be there probably a pretty valuable, you know, conceivably pretty valuable piece of art NFT or something you could be able to get out of attending. And I think I will, <laughs> I will mint mine at some point soon. Um, do we know where, it, it, the last I looked, there were like 1,200 minted. Is it around that same time? Is that around the same amount now?
1: Anybody know? I haven't checked. Yeah. Anyway, no big deal. Um, and
2: as, as much as I make fun of them, I just want to. Just want to say, I am along oddities heading into Mythics. Uh, really, really need everyone to pitch in here and, and buy some, <laughs> yeah. buy some oddities here. Get some of those weird little <laughs> Grunland things.
0: Um, okay, before we go, I'm looking forward to something that is interesting to me. I'm not a hundred percent sure how it's going to do. Um, it's called Rolling. It's called Loud Punks from the Rolling Lab, Rolling Loud Festival. People. Um, this is a very interesting Mint in that there are 5,555 of them, which is a lot. It is going to cost 1.5 ETH to Mint, which is also a lot. Um, but it is from the world's largest hip-hop festival now. Uh, and the be- there is real-world benefit in that you get um, lifetime passes to the event around the world. So um, it's an interesting conversation. I don't necessarily... I'm not sure it's going to work yet. Um I did hear a spaces with the Rolling Loud um I think CEO the other day and it's definitely coming from the top. So it's something that like is really they're trying to do and you know if you know these festivals it's if you're not familiar Rolling Loud is kind of like the hip hop version of Coachella and there's a bunch of them. There's one coming up in LA in March, there's another one in Thailand in April, so they're trying to expand out. And they have big names. Like Thailand is is headlined by Cardi B, right? So these are real giant festivals and like i don't know there's something really interesting about the idea of that sort of real actual utility that is something that we haven't seen a ton of yet and i know porsche i think in a in a back what back around way was trying to get at this a little bit too and, and they didn't nearly do a very good job of communicating it but there is going to be benefit i think to holding things like this now the question will become is does the company go out of business? Do you? How long does it take you to return your value back? Like, how many of these could you actually attend a year? There's a lot of interesting things, but to me, it's an interesting take on the utility side of NFTs. Does anybody else have thoughts on on loud punks? What what's your all take on it?
2: Uh, I don't have one. I just I discovered that I have I've had whitelist for like like the last three months, thanks to you mentioning it in our Discord. <laughs> so, oh, that's good. That's great. Well, if we can just let funky talk for ten minutes about how great this passes, that would be great.
0: <laughs> what about you, Eric? Are you are you is this on your radar at all?
1: I wish it was. I'm not cool. You know, I've been I've been listening to the the same. I've been basically listening to, to Good Kid, M.A.D. City for like the past
4: twelve <laughs> years.
1: <laughs> so, so my my taste of music is, is very antiquated. Um. I, oh,
0: I, a, I, I you it, should listen it, to the new ASAP Rocky out. Listen yeah, to the new ASAP Rocky. You'll like it. There's good stuff I, out there
1: now. I, I think it's it's um, I think it's it's a it's a cool concept. Like I, I and just as we we kind of shit on NFTs for not having like real life utility and you'll have it. I'm curious as to how this is this is ultimately going to perform in in the secondary market and how you know NFT degens actually in value these benefits
0: or speculate. Yep. I think that's my concern too, is I think people, like with the Porsche thing in some ways, there might be an overreach in the terms of how much money is here right now. That said, I could also see these things going to five ETH, alpha of a 1.5, meant not that, wouldn't be that hard for me to see that. I could also see them getting down to like 0.75. So it's I'm not, I really am feeling unsure as to what's going to happen with them. But it's an interesting thing to me, no matter what. Um, I think the first minting starts tomorrow. So it's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Um, But that's it for now. Um, This is great. Sorry, we were a little late this week. Our schedules got a little messed up. But um, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, Thanks from the four of us. And we will see you next week. Bye, everyone.